Welcome to the Georgia Urban Ag Council's podcast on the series Growing Managers. I am your host, William Eastman, Senior Consultant with the Greenmark Group and Managing Partner, GrowthWorks Media, and you are on our SoundCloud platform. Today's show is GUAC for Georgia Urban Ag Council number four on measuring managers, and it's the last in our series on growing managers. Today's show is sponsored by Georgia Urban Ag Council. If you are not a member, um, I'd heartily recommend you're in the greater Atlanta area to join, and that would be at urbanagcouncil.com. Become a member. You can also check out their magazine. Um, We at Greenmark have had the honor of writing for them for a considerable period of time, and we have a number of articles up there. So this is the concluding on our present season, and uh, we'll be starting a new one shortly. So let me give you an overview of today's show. Um, Though we're going to be talking about measurement of managers, managers, this really comes from our approach to setting up measurement systems for small businesses. One of the places that most small businesses fall down is that they have not thought through uh, building a management uh, or a, even a better, a measurement skeleton in their firm. There's an old saying in management, I'm sure a lot of you have heard this, uh, and that is you cannot manage what you, ca- what you don't measure. And so one of the things as a, as a landscape company begins to get to a certain size, my recommendation is this conversation should be had be- someplace between half a million and $1 million in revenue. Certainly, if you're at a million or above it and you haven't done it, then you've been delinquent and it's something you need to do and go back and do. But what is going to be the overall framework of how you're going to measure the performance in the company? And if you think it's the uh, balance sheet or profit loss statement or income um, income statement for, uh, for cash flows, that ain't going to get it done for you. Uh, that will only give you kind of a marginal picture of the company. And the best analogy I can give you, if you only use those financials to determine how well the company's performing, uh, it's like looking through a keyhole and all you can see is part of the wall on the opposite side of the room thinking that you know what's in the room and not understanding that you only know what's there because of what you can see and all you see is, is a limited piece of it. And so the way to look at the organization is that what's the overall methodology that I'm going to use to measure the company? And I'm not going to go into great detail here because we have, this is not the uh, medium for it and we also don't have the time. Uh, to cover everything, but basically the formula that we use as a company and we use with our clients is money equals C plus P plus T, okay? Money meaning your financials, uh, the balance sheets, uh, the income statements or profit and loss statements, the statement of cash flow equals customers plus products or services, depending upon what you are selling, plus talent. And so if you're going to build a measurement system, what you've got to do is you've got to look at those and say, what if, what's the few things around customers I want to measure? What are the few things around how we work I want to measure? And what are the few things around talent I want to measure? And it's within that talent measure that we find ourselves with the measurement of managers. Uh, so this is about what we call a balanced scorecard approach. And basically what a balanced scorecard approach is that it creates two things. One is a dashboard for individual performers, perhaps uh, supervisors, but at a lower level, it's kind of like the dashboard in your vehicle or in your airplane. You've got the necessary instruments. You don't have too many. You don't have too few. You have the right number to tell you how well things are going. And of course, each position 
we'll have some different dials on the dashboard. And then the scorecard is when I roll all the dashboards up to the owner's office, what's the scorecard say about the business? And I have to be capturing both progress metrics. In other words, how are we doing? Are we making progress toward our goals as well as results metrics? Okay, so now let me briefly do an overview of what's in the talent side of this. Um, and so if we go down to talent, and um, by the way, if you would like to get your hands on our, our module, I guess I would call it, on talent and on measurement, the complete measurement that we use as, a t uh, as an organization, uh, all you've got to do is go to Greenmark uh, Consulting the, or the Greenmark Group and go to our website and just simply uh, give your email address and say, hey, I'd like to have this. And that's where we go. So now on the talent side, what do we measure? We typically, what we look at is managers and leaders, how well are they providing leadership in the firm? How well are they developing teamwork? And how well are they developing mastery of skills of individuals in the company, depending upon who reports to you? Uh, and what I mean by mastery of skills are, are, what are we doing to make sure that you are as competent as you possibly can be to do the job that you have? So the following article, which is in the, this uh, publication magazine, um, is based upon that. Now, we, we rewrote it a little bit to fit the topic of growing managers. So as you can see in the article, um, this is the final article uh, this in our series. And that uh, we started off with the difference between leadership and management. And leadership is the leading of people. So I'll just think leadership people. And management is things, okay? However, we're going to kind of cross across both of those um, in this conversation. And so I'm going to talk about what I consider to be, if I was going to measure managers or leaders in my organization, what would I measure? Well, one I would measure is engagement, okay? And that is how engaged are they in what's going on day to day to the job. And it's kind of a balance. I don't want them so engaged that they're doing the work of other people and they're not doing some of the things that they're responsibility. On the other hand, I don't want them sit, sitting on their backsides in an office or in a truck and not going out on site. Number two is how well do their employees work together? Because one of the results of effective leadership and management is either teamwork or the lack of teamwork. And then the third one, as we talked about, and I'm going to call it performance rather than skill mastery, but that's how well do they develop people to the point where they're able to operate by themselves and be very, very, very effective and efficient. Effective meaning getting the job done uh, to a very high level and efficient doing it in the least amount of time with the least amount of waste, okay? And so those are the key leadership metrics that I want to look at. Now, on the management side, as I split the two up, I'm going to be taking a look at things like decision-making, okay? What decisions has this manager made over the period? Now, the period could be the week, the month, the quarter, half year, year. Now, hopefully, we're not talking about a year or even a half year. This is much more of a, over the period that I'm going to look at a manager, what decisions have they made and what was the impact of those decisions? Number two is... What stability have they brought to the work environment? In other words, one of the major responsibilities of management, not leadership necessarily, but management, is to bring order out of chaos. And what that means is that every day in every small business has the potential of being just absolutely chaotic. 
And so what we want to do is we want to bring some um, order to this so that people can focus on what they're supposed to do today and not get caught up in the distractions. So how well does this manager bring stability day-to-day to their work group? And then the third one, which I consider to be one of the more powerful measures, and that is removal of obstacles. And what is removal of obstacles? Well, it's nothing more than how well does the manager determine what is preventing people from doing their jobs and then they're making those things go away. We got a tough enough time in, in any business, landscaping being just one of many that I work in. And one of the challenges is that a lot of times people do not do the job that they could do or they get paid to do because of things that get in their way that have nothing to do with them. I mean, one of the key questions I've always asked um, when, I'm, when I'm working as a consulting in the company is, are you successful because of the company or in spite of the company? And you know what the answer is going to be. I'm successful in spite of the company. So I want to find as much as I basically can, what are the things that are preventing people who report to me? What prevents them from doing high-quality work, being effective and efficient? Or what are the things that are preventing them from mastering the skills required to be effective and efficient? And my job is to knock those down. So let me do a quick review here. If I'm looking at leadership, and that's the part of what, where I'm going with this, then I want to look at engagement, how involved is the leader. I want to take a look at the teamwork, how well are they fostering teamwork among the, the people that are there, and then how well are they helping people increase their productivity or performance. When I'm looking at management, I'm looking at the quality of decision-making in terms of impact. I'm, taking, I'm looking at the stability that they're bringing to the work environment, and I'm looking at what obstacles are in the way, the things that the company ought to be taken out of the way so people can perform and are not. Okay? So that is those six that I'm looking at. Now, let's talk about how I'm going to do that. And the way I'm going to handle this is a little bit different in that I'm going to be talking about meetings because I think really think that meetings is one of the more effective ways of not only managing the organization, but for you to stay engaged as the owner. And the assumption I'm making is that you're not on the job every day. If you're on the job every day, then we have to have a different conversation. Uh, you're not going to grow the company. You've got, you've got to be handling the bigger things and so that the people that you hire who are in leadership and management positions are, in fact, handling the day-to-day. But how do you keep your finger on the pulse? How do you make sure that you're not getting buffaloed or people are blowing smoke up your skirt, so to speak? And so here's, I recommend that you manage this by meetings. Okay? Um, now, if you've got a small company and you don't have a lot of people, then maybe this is one-on-one. If you have enough, let's say you have three or four supervisors, then maybe you have a once-a-week meeting. But this is, this is in my mind, this is a conversation that's going to take place once a week, whether it's one-on-one or in a group, okay? So, number one, here's the agenda. Here's the six things that we're going to discuss. Results to plan. All right, if I start here is since the last meeting, and let's assume there was another meeting. If they're not, then, uh, then this one will be what do you plan to get done in the following week? But let's assume that we had a meeting. Based on the commitments you made last meeting, what progress did you make? I want them to tell me. Now, what this gives me is the ability to understand the decisions because even though it's not written down here in the article you can see, is it gives me a chance to do the follow-up question because – what I really want to know 
is, gee, why did you make that decision? And I'm not doing that punitively. In other words, I'm not looking to catch him doing something wrong so I can beat on him. Really what I'm looking for is I'm looking for what is their thought process? What is their logic uh, behind that? Because it may be that they tell me something and I'm going, that's really out the lunch. And what I've got to do here is I've got to help people in these positions think like me. Now, I'm not talking about that they become drones of me because if, they th if, if that's the case, I don't need them. Uh, we, need, we, we need some diversity of thought in the business. But when it comes to the decision criteria, I think they all need to be on the same page. If I look at a problem, I say, here's the three things we have to consider when making a quality decision for the company. I want them to make those same decisions. I want them to use the same criteria. Okay? So that's one question. The second question is the obstacles. Uh, over the last week, what obstacles did the work group encounter that you either eliminated uh, or that are still there remaining and need to be eliminated? And so that gives me not only an opportunity, obviously, on all these to do a follow-up questioning, but this what this gives me is basically two things. One is, what's going wrong in the work environment? Because if they're constantly having obstacles, now if it's like the bumper sticker, blank happens, and it's a different list every week, okay, I can, I, I can kind of live with that, but that's not going to be the case at all. You're going to get a reoccurring theme that every week it is the same stuff, that your employees are basically living Groundhog Day, and that is not productive to the company. So what obstacles are we taking out, and if there's a pattern, why haven't we got rid of them? And maybe it's above the pay grade of your leaders and managers. Maybe this is something that, that belongs in your office. But I want to know what they are, and I want to know which ones haven't been eliminated, which ones remain so I can make them go away. Okay? Number three is the key decisions. And I kind of hit, hit on that a little bit on uh, results of the plan. But number three is since the last uh, meeting, what key decisions did you make and what was its impact? And again, that gets me into their process of thinking. And I can help them when they're thinking about solving problems. What are the steps you want to use? I can tell you right now, large corporations, they spend a lot of money on this. And again, it's not to clone people. But that's why a lot of companies spend money on things like tools of quality. Like teaching people, what are the tools of lean manufacturing? Or Six Sigma. Why? Because then everybody is looking at the problem from the same vantage point and solving it. And all of those approaches are based on a premise is that you solve the problem once. And, and if you get to the root cause, if you're a process for trying to figure out what's wrong so you can fix it, if you have a process for doing that, then, um, uh, then you probably can make them go away. But if you don't, my, my guess is you're gonna be just treating symptoms and it's gonna be reoccurring. So it's gonna be kind of like the obstacles keep popping up. So key decisions since the last uh, meeting, and what were the impact of those decisions? Number four is I want to ask about contributors. Who, since the last meeting, has made major contributions to the company, to their work group, etc.? But I want to know who to single out, because if I'm doing my job as the owner of the company, one of the things that I'm, I'm doing is I'm periodically going to each one of my work sites as well as my office just to see what's going on, and always to make sure that I've got, I'm firmly rooted in what's going on in the business. Well, if somebody went beyond the call of duty, so to speak, and did really great work, perhaps when I see them next time, I might want to compliment them. Imagine that, doing good work and getting a compliment. 
number five is employees' uh, suggestions. And, and by the way, before I move on to employees' suggestions, because this applies to both four and five, is that it also changes the mindset of the leader manager because what are they thinking about? I'll tell you what they're thinking about. They're thinking about they're going to have a meeting with me, and what they don't want to go is, well, nobody made any key contributions this week. That's not a conversation they want to have because either they're not doing their job or number two is that nobody's doing anything of any significance. And if you're the leader, you don't particularly want to answer to that. Um, employee suggestions in the same mode is since the last meeting, what input did you get from the work group that you think or from individuals that you think would improve the business? And that those two things, one that gives you a better handle on what's going on because my guess is you're going to hear things that you're not going to like to hear and or you're going to go, wow, that's pretty powerful. We ought to do that, as well as what does it say to the people who are in the leadership management positions? You need to be asking people for their input. And then finally, okay, uh, number six is to close this out is what commitments are you going to make um, before the next meeting? Where, what are you going to make progress on? And I would say to you that if you were having a, a group meeting, um, and I think what I put in the handout is you would do this in two rounds. Uh, round number one is each person would take two minutes and they would take the first three. And the first three are all management issues. Then after you go around one time, and what's interesting is that everybody's hearing what everybody else is doing, so that I'll probably stimulate a little conversation. Then you go around a second time and you hit the next three, which is more around the leadership. And then you kind of close that out with, okay, what do we expect is going to happen next week? Um, if you're doing this one-on-one, -on -one, uh, it's um, then you just go one, two, three, four, five, six, and go right on through it. But my suggestion to you is that to have these meetings because it's one of the more effective control mechanisms that you can put in place as the business owner, business leader. Um, meeting with people individually is cool. And uh, however, this is much more productive because what do you want? You want to build teamwork among your leaders and managers. And you want to kind of create a sense of they are your team. You're, they're your team to get work done through your other teams. And what you want them to do is start relying on each other and start reaching out to each other to help, to help them do it so they're talking to you less often. When they come to you with a problem after they've gone to their peers, more than likely it's either one, it's too difficult for them to solve, or they can't solve it, they don't have the power, only you do as the owner. And I tell you what, that will take a lot off of your plate. So... What I want to say to you is uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the entire um, or listening or reading the entire series on growing managers. And the premise here is simply is that there are good people out there in the work environment. If they're not working for you, um, that's because for something about how your business is, whether who you're attracting, how you're selecting, or how, what you're doing on retention is simply not working because Nobody out there, whether it's in the landscape business or any other business, has a nursery where they're growing people out back. If they've got quality people in their company, especially quality leaders and managers, is that somehow they won the talent war and you lost it. And here are some things that you can do to make sure that you win it. So with that, thank you very much. This is uh, Georgia Urban uh, Ag Council, show number four on measuring managers and part of our four-part series on uh, you know, growing managers. So with that, this is William Eastman, Senior Consultant with, with uh, Greenmark Group. Thanks a lot. And uh, if you want to check us out, 
greenmarkgroup.com is our website, and you can check out what we're doing. So with that, you take care and have a great holiday.